All right, guys. So welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is uh, Grandy with Mop Hop Fishing, and we have... Uh, Kit with Fishing Kit. And today's guest, just so everybody knows, uh, if you're from Central Iowa, if you love sports, uh, pretty sure you know this guy, or at least you hear his voice, you'll, you'll, you'll probably... I think I've heard his voice before. So we actually got a special guest today, Mr. Ross Peterson of KXNO, uh, sports fanatics, a little bit different, sports mm. fanatics. Uh, and then he's <laughs> a, he also uh, had a podcast, I believe, with uh, the Iowa DNR. And that was actually pretty cool. So just to kind of give you a heads up on that, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, thanks so much, Ross. I'm a huge fan of yours. So thank you so much for giving us the, the opportunity to speak with you, sir. Oh, Grandy, thanks, man. Thanks for reaching out and offering me uh, the chance to come on. I, I'm, I was really excited once uh, I got a chance to go back and listen to some of you guys' episodes. This is going to be fun. Cool. You guys are, uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys about a lot of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you I'm know, excited too. Yeah, and and uh, I'm a huge fan of yours because, and, and the reason why I ask uh, you on here because I know you, you pretty much love what I love. I mean, you love beer, craft beer. You love fishing, and yeah. I mean, you love sports and you love the Hawkeyes. Thank goodness for you on that. Um, <laughs> But uh, so today, just want to give everybody a heads up. I'm actually going local today. Uh, the beer I'm drinking today, give a quick shout out to Confluence. I'm a big IPA guy. I haven't drank this one in a while. We're, me and Kit were just talking about that. Um, so I'm going to do a Des Moines IPA today. And what are you drinking today, Kit? Um, I got Cloud City from Fire Trucker here in Ankeny. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. How about you, Mr. Peterson? What are you drinking? All right, man. I had something really cool. Um, Damn. I have a Rogue Imperial Stout Ooh. from 2006. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, it's so I actually, I've been saving this for like a really special occasion, and I took it with me on my last fishing trip last week. Uh-huh. And I opened it up with my buddies, and we kind of had a couple of drinks out of it. Um, and then I was able to seal it back up, and I decided tonight would be the night to finish it off. So yeah. this is... I was looking forward to this big that's time. Awesome. You see? Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. And, and then just so everybody knows what those things, once you crack it, you, you got you to gotta finish it pretty quick because it, it becomes flat, right? I, I did get it like when I, I wish I would have almost saved it to pop it when we were recording because when I did pop that seal again, I heard the like, oh, come back out. So yeah. <laughs> all good, all good. Cheers, cheers, okay. cheers. <laughs> yeah, this is you guys. Cheers. Mm. So if anybody's wondering, um, I actually really do think this is one of the better IPAs I've ever had, actually. I really do like Confluence uh, Des Moines IPA. Um, if anybody's wondering, is it bitter and hoppy? Yes, it damn is. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, it's one of those things. Um, IPA is just an acquired taste. So, uh, But you you get up to it, right? And it's, you didn't start just craft beer right away, did you? With me? Are you asking me there, Grandy? Because do yeah. I... so. My craft beer experience actually started with IPA when I was like 25. Uh, a buddy of mine went out mountain biking in Santa Barbara and uh, the IPAs were like the hot thing at the time. And so it all, uh, it's almost one of those deals though, where like uh, you guys have one of those foods that you ate too much of as a kid and you screw up <laughs> and then you can't have that food ever again. Pretty much. That's kind of what hops are for me now. Like I just, oh, no. I, I just had a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I'm not a huge IPA fan. It's not like I can't drink them, uh, but uh, I can, I, I'm much more of like a sipper of IPAs. And I, mm. uh, if I go to like a beer event or something, I'll have a couple of them, but I'll usually have them in really small doses. And then I really love, but stouts are like, I can, I can drink stouts all day, every day, 120 degrees, middle of a lake. Oh, yeah. You sound like my so wife. My, my wife's a big stout person and uh yeah. 
I, I get yelled at all the time because um, my brother-in-laws, they all live in, in Denver area. So they always give us beer. Like ton, they, they know I'm a huge beer fanatic and they always give me tons of beer. And then they literally, you can ask Fish and Kit this. Whenever we see them, they give me beer and they give me stouts and porters. They go, okay, Grandy, this is for your wife, our sister. <laughs> Don't you damn dare touch this, all right? And I'm not going to lie. There was a few times that I had to do a little crack and taste. I don't know, man. Yeah. It is what it is. Just a little sneak in there. <laughs> what do you like, Fish and Kit? What are your what's your what's your go to? Um, currently my favorite beer, I think it would be the pseudo stew from Top League Goliath. Yeah. Um, I'm big into IPAs. Um I, I used to hate IPAs, but Grandy was the one that introduced me <laughs> to IPAs. I'm like, man, how can you drink this stuff? It's like you're eating you're drinking a pine tree is what it tasted like to me. <laughs> and now 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 I love it. That's like all I that's all I drink really. So sours are kind of my uh, my thing also, man. If I really stouts and sours are the two things I like the best. Yep. Right. Uh, and but I and I that all came from IPA. You know what I mean? Though I liked mm-hmm. IPAs, and then um, the stouts. Uh, I used to like Guinness. That was kind of like the first beer that I that I that got me into stouts. But that all basically stemmed from just not liking Bud Light. You know what I mean? And Coors Light <laughs> and Bush Light, and I couldn't ever drink those beers with my friends. Um, so I was the dude in high, I'm, I'm, I'm older than you guys. So I was the dude in high school that tried a Zima. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think like, you're that much older, man. Hey, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. By the way, this is a three person podcast graduates of East high. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, I didn't Scarlet. know this. Right, nope. man. Well, it's my Very senior cool. year. Yeah. I graduated in 98. Um, I think Kit, you were 90 or two, 2000? 2003. Damn, I'm old. Oh, okay. You're the kid. Okay. I was 96. <laughs> so, yeah, Grandy, I wasn't yeah. too far ahead of you there. Yeah. So, it's yeah, kind of cool. Was, yeah, we're, we're just yeah, talking about party. that. Yeah. I was having parties with dudes you graduated with. Nice. Nice. So, it was kind of cool. Yeah. We were just talking about that. We're like, yeah, kid, I, I, I totally forgot. He's a he's a scarlet man. He he knows about East Side That's Night the, at Iowa yeah, State Fair. He yeah. knows how it goes, man. <laughs> yeah. I love East Side, man. Absolutely. What love are East the Side. odds? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, it is pretty funny. So, uh, but actually, um, I wanted to, to bring you in. Obviously, talk about beer, talk about fishing, talk about um, y- your last trip. So, where did you go? Explain that a little bit because I saw these pictures. So, if anybody has it, I'm going to put this on the show notes, uh, the links and everything. But uh, your pictures of your son, dude, that video of your son catching that, his smile, bro. Oh my gosh. It's, it's amazing. Priceless. But yeah. I mean, explain your trip a little bit if you don't mind and where you went and, and why you go there. Yeah. So, man, I'm, thanks for asking that question, Grandy, because the, uh, this is a long story, man. So I'm going to kind of do what Kevin Paul did to you guys last week. I'm going to ramble for a bit. And I love Kevin. I hope we get a lot of time to talk about Kevin uh, and and this, the stuff he was sharing with you guys last week or in, on, on Tuesday's episode because uh, I got a chance to fish with him earlier this summer, and it was awesome, man. Yeah, I fished with Kevin on a, on a little guided trip. He took me out, me and my buddy Adam Bentz, and we went cane pole fishing. So I want to talk to you guys about all that. But I started at the radio station 17 years ago and I was kind of a, a jack of all trades. You know what I mean? I was the kid that was running around trying to help everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, one of the guys that I helped out a lot was a guy by the name of Keith Kirkpatrick. He used to do the sportsman's notebook on WHO. That was like the f- very first broadcast outdoorsman show in, in central Iowa. Hmm. Um, and Keith was just, man, like the, the classic outdoorsman, a super gentleman, 
a conservationist, uh, just aware of his place in kind of the world and, and wanted to enjoy all the things and then leave it in pristine condition for everybody to come in behind him and enjoy it too. And one of the things that, that was part of that life for him was building this relationship with a group in Badette, Minnesota, which is like that absolute northern point of Minnesota. You know, the, the northern line of Minnesota runs with Canada, then there's that little blip at the top. Mm -hmm. That's the Lake of the Woods. Mm -hmm. And the Lake of the Woods at Badette is right on the shoreline there of, uh, of Canada and, and Minnesota. So Keith had this relationship with a resort up there that was called the Walleye Connection. And he started filling up buses. I mean, back 20 years ago, he started filling up buses full of fishermen. And they would go up there and uh, get out on the big water. I mean, you can't see land in any direction. It's a million acre lake. Jeez. And uh, it's awesome. And it's an unbelievable fishery. Like, I mean, when Kevin was talking last week about uh, how the DNR or Minnesota has such a great natural replenishing system, you know, the DNR doesn't have to stock stuff up there that there's no better example of that in Minnesota fisheries than the Lake of the Woods. It's mm. remarkable. Um, if you can get out on the big water, you can go out and catch some just slabs, man. It was so much fun. And it's always been that way. So I got hooked up with Keith just as the young kid that was willing to go and help him on and off the dock. Um, very early on, I kind of started doing like email groups. You know, I would go through the, uh, go through the bus and get everybody's email. And then they, you know, for a guy that was 85 years old at the time, he thought it was magic that at the end of the trip, I was sending an email with all of our pictures to this group of people, you know, yeah. and some of the younger guys on the trip would be walking back on the bus going, Hey Ross, I got all those pictures. He's like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> so it, was just, it was super cool. Right. And yeah. I became an awesome friend with Keith and he became like a third grandpa for me. Uh, he and I fished at uh, Devil's Lake up in North Dakota a couple mm. times. We went on a bunch of trips up to Ballard's. And then after, uh, after a couple of those trips, the Ballard's family bought an island in Canada and they started uh, the Black Island Resort. Mm -hmm. And they wanted Keith to start hosting trips to the Black Island. He, I'm a, I'm, my, my TV's distracting with all my colors. Looks like I'm in a rave. The Yankees getting their asses kicked anyway. So I was going to say that. I, I, I saw this the, the flickering in the background. I'm like, man, he is in a club. I'm at it, brother. You know that. Yeah, I get after it here. I think it was like a Samsung commercial or something. It was distracting me. So anyway, I would, uh, I'd go up to the island. They, they came to Keith and asked him if he wanted to host trips to the island. And he was just too old to do it, quite frankly. And he said that. So he kind of handed those trips off to me and I started going to Canada. Uh, I've been doing that for like six years and go up there and we catch great fish. We can catch perch, uh, you know, in those weed lines, like Kevin was talking about, like, uh -huh. you know, there's all this science behind catching six or seven different species, huge musky up there. This year, obviously we couldn't go to Canada mm -hmm. and last year Keith actually passed away. Oh. So Keith couldn't host his trip to on the bus this year. Mm -hmm. So I hosted that bus trip up to, up to Minnesota. Mm -hmm. um, and I got to take my son with me. I had a couple of my best friends, the guys that go to Canada with me and guys that I fish with a lot, Dusty Shannon and Ryan Carlstead. They went with me and my son. Um, so we get on a bus and this is a trip that hopefully going to start doing every year. And it's an amazing trip. So like we get on a bus in Des Moines and I mean, could have, if, if Eli wouldn't have been with me, we would have started drinking at like 6 a.m. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hell yeah. No responsibilities, no responsibilities the whole way there. 
they fed us the whole time, amazing food. The boats are chartered and guided and you, uh, uh, and everything, you have to take zero equipment with you. You know what I mean? Wow. We, I took clothes to stay warm and dry for three days. So it's awesome trip as far as just being able to relax and cut loose and then go out and catch great fish. But the, the one like trick about going up to this, to the rainy river and to Bidette and the Lake of the Woods is that water is so big that if it's windy, you can't get out on it. It's just, it's, it's eight foot, 10 foot rolling, crashing waves. You could surf it. It's un, it's incredible. Mm. So if there's like a 15 mile an hour wind, you can get out on it and it's kind of rough and it's fun. And you know, you feel like you're just on an adventure that it gets up to like sustained 20 miles an hour and you have to fish in the river. So I've been up there. I mean, like, I don't know. I've probably been to Bidette like seven or eight times. So that means probably like 40 different trips out on the water, you know? Mm-hmm. And of those 40 trips, I probably had to stay in the river like five. Had not caught a fish in those five wow. times in the river. I mean, it's just, it's tough fishing, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're in a river and you're anchored in a river. So it's not, you're just, it's tough fishing. Monday, when we got out on the water, it was really rough. So we knew we had to fish the river. We fished the river. It wasn't great. We didn't, we caught a couple of walleye. Uh, we actually caught mostly sauger. Like if you if sauger kind of like that, right? That cousin yeah, of yeah. the walleye, they look like him, but they just don't have the white tip thin. Yeah. So we caught a couple sauger and a couple walleye, but not a great day of fishing. But then Tuesday, it was nice enough for us to get out on the big water. And man, we had like an unbelievable day, man. We hit this hole. My buddy Ryan pulled in a 28 inch walleye. We were having a big fish contest on the bus. So we thought, man, you're in the money here, dude. Like 28 inches is going to win you cash or high five. And you know, that feeling on the boat, right? Like, <laughs> yep. damn, nice fish, dude. And uh, pretty soon another guy on the boat hooks up with one. He's like, Hey man, I got a hog here too. It's like a 25. Like, damn, we might be into something here. And then my, I caught a 31, damn. which wow. ended up being, dude, fish of a lifetime hooked up with it fought it got him into the net got him up weighed him and measured him took our pictures and got him back in the water i got actually have a picture of my son and i because i grabbed him quick and like kind of squeezed him <laughs> got a picture of the fish and threw it back in and then my the highlight of the trip was uh my son was fishing next to me and all of a sudden he set the hook and that rod tip doesn't move you know and he got real scared at first i think he thought he was going to lose the fish or lose the rod so he's kind of fighting it and fighting it. And then all of a sudden he kind of realized he was able to do it and he forced it up and we got a 28 inch walleye. Wow. Uh, the, yeah. The video that you're talking about, Grandy was just awesome. How he, it was a lot like how he caught the fish, man. He, he doesn't know that he can do it. He, he's like, mm. he's 10 years old. He's questioning whether or not he can even hold this fish. And the guide's kind of helping him through it. Like, you know, hold, okay, hold your fingers like a hook, you know, right here, you're going to put it. And then you see him be able to do it. And he, it's like that, that confidence of like, oh man, I did it, dude. His face, uh, I'm yeah. telling, hey, I'll, yeah, I'll post that up, dude. His face, uh, that video when you post that, up, I'm like, man, yep, that's that's it. That's what that's what the, that trip probably made it for you right then and there. It, totally, man, Grandy. I, I, I mean, I, I, it is one of those things. Like, I don't know that I'll ever have a moment like that on the water. Mm-hmm. I have a daughter who's three and so or four now. So maybe someday we'll have something similar to that. I hope, but man, <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, starter now. That, yeah. Right. Right. She's already been fishing with me. Yeah. She begs to go. So she's a good one too, but awesome. yeah, I mean, it was awesome. And then, so uh, on Wednesday, then we went out, we were back in the river and I caught a sturgeon for the first Ooh. time ever. Oh, that's gotta be cool. 
yeah, man. Uh, did you see that picture, Grandy? Because no, I, I haven't seen that one. That, all right, man. I'll have to send it to you because okay. it's a 35 inch sturgeon, which sounds big, but as but you guys know, for sturgeon, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so I thought that they had. I mean, when you can, you, when you see it, man, it looks like they have like five spiny columns running down. They got a big bony spine, it's sticky. Then I'm talking to Jeff Kapaska. He tells me that uh, there's not even a bone in that fish. That's all really? cartilage. So, man, they're a freak of a fish. Hmm. Like they are a dinosaur and uh, uh, yeah, a biological freak, man. Fun yeah. to fun to learn about so like I, the one i caught was 35 inches the dnr website in minnesota said that river the rainy river has ten thousand sturgeon over 40 inches so that's if you stack them on top of each other it would be a stack of fish like was it 60 miles long i think is how they what the math is on that <laughs> so wow. they're, they're like piled each other, right yeah so anyway yeah it was an amazing trip grandy like incredible Wow. And that's one that you guys should, yeah, it's Bidet and, and the Ballard's people. You can be any level of a fisherman and go up there and have fun. I've seen people that had never caught a fish in their life. Uh, I, I saw dudes that were ice fishing and were, when the fish would come out of the water, they would want to hold the fish with a towel because they were afraid <laughs> the fish would hold. See, that's awesome, man. Uh, that's too good. <laughs> that's, that's too that's good. good. That's a good one. Dude. I've never heard I mean, of that, but that's awesome. Dudes like you guys who've got a, a ton of experience and, you know, like me and my buddies, we want to handle the fish and we want to bait our, you know what I mean? We want to do as much as we can while we're up there. We don't, you know, there's a little bit of pride in not having a man take my walleye off my hook, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Agreed, agreed. And, they're, and they're, they're good with that. Like they recognize that right away in every person and they know that if there's six people on the boat, there's six different levels of all that stuff. And um, it's just an awesome experience, man. I'd encourage anybody to do a trip like that. We're going to have to do that. It's pretty kid. cool. We're yeah. Hey, that. I'm down. That sounds, that yeah. sounds like a blast. And, and if you, if you get an opportunity, uh, uh, Ross check, cause we, uh, I don't know if you know Jay Siemens up there in Canada. Uh, he has a YouTube channel and everything, Jay Siemens. And we actually did a, a podcast interview with him. He talks about the whole Lake of the Woods and everything. I mean, we we, we got into details about that. Because uh, he, I think he lives in Kenora up there in, uh, what is it, Manitoba and stuff area. Yeah, I think so, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah so, so it's it was like it was, near the north. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of where we caught those giant fish was near the northwest angle, which is so we could see three pieces of land. Once we got up to our actual hole, to our left was Manitoba. To our to in front of us was that portion of Minnesota that's disconnected, and then to our right it was Ontario. So like it's, and then this time of year, man, you see every shade of orange, and brown and green that you could ever imagine, and it's it it's amazing, every part of it, the scenery, the people, you know what I'm saying, and then. Mm -hmm. The real trip is going to Canada because then you're out on the island and you're actually in your own boat with your buddies. Um, you know what I'm saying? And you, it, that has a little bit even more of like what he, what Jay would have been talking about is when you get out on those islands out in the Lake of the Woods, man, you might be standing in a place where a man hasn't stood in 10,000 years. It's, wow. you can find, you can find, there's a, there's an island called Painted Rock Island and you can find what looks like I mean, you know, caveman style paintings. And it's wow. very obviously guys fishing. They either caught a northern or a muskie. 
They were ice fishing. It shows them standing above the ice and the fish underneath them. And then the next line over, it's all the guys standing with their feet, with their, with their hands in the air, and the fish is on a, uh, on a bent pole. So it's, <laughs> so yeah, it's like, caved, it's like, it's like carved into. Yeah, it's like that's, painted on this rock. That's insane. It, and man, you look at it and it's like, man, dudes have been having fun fishing with their friends for 50,000 years. This is oh, awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You look close enough, there's got to be a beer there somewhere, right? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, beer's beer's old, so they probably were drinking beer back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's a trip, man. Like those are uh, th- that is that's amazing. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that one because I didn't I, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, it was fun. We we had a blast with him, and he took a time out, and he he's pretty big on YouTube. So I mean, it's it was, it was yeah. awesome that he he spent time. Uh, not as big as as the K X and O gentleman that we have in front of us. Uh, yeah. So. <laughs> yep. Being all my YouTube fame. <laughs> all right. So, Ross, I actually, I had a question for you since, you know, you've gone to all these cool places and uh, caught all sorts of kinds of fish. I'm curious, you know, so out of all these fish that you've caught, what's your favorite fish to target? Uh, and I think you might have even said this or alluded to it uh, last week. Man, I love northern. Like, everything about them. I think they're the most delicious fish to eat. Uh, I think they are a ton of fun to catch. There's that danger element because they got big teeth. They're yeah. not quite as elusive as a muskie. Like, you know what I mean? They're just, they're obviously not as big as muskie either, but they get to be giants and you can catch. Uh, when we were in that hole, my buddy Dusty caught a 35 inch Northern. That's one of the pictures that wow. I'd posted. I mean, you look at that thing, you look at that picture, that 35 inch Northern and that picture of my 35 inch sturgeon, they look like, that makes the sturgeon look like a 17 inch fish. Like there's just <laughs> something about, I don't know, man, if it's the, the way that, uh, that Northern has that leopard print to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, and the, targeting them is, I don't even know if that's a fair thing to say, Kit, right? Because it's like, you kind of run into them and they kind of yeah. run into you and you, 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 yeah. fi- you catch them, fish them for walleye. I've caught them fishing for bass. I've caught them fishing for crappie. So, you know, that's, it's wild. That, that would be my, that's my favorite fish. My favorite fish to go and target, like with my son is largemouth bass. I think you were kind of talking about how one of you, maybe Kit, you don't like largemouth. Is that right? <laughs> uh, something like yeah. that. Yeah. It, it, I'm kind of whatever on largemouth. The, the, the only thing with that is like, um, having a having my 10 year old with me and you see that fight you see him jump out of the water they're pretty easy to go catch and you can they look like trophies you don't have to worry about you know handing them to your kid and there's there's nothing that bass can do to hurt a kid you know yeah they don't have like a lot of spines or nothing that's true no no you're you're right because even like even the smallest freaking white bass will stab the crap out of your hand but you're right a large mouth is that's I can definitely uh, agree with you on that because that's the easiest fish to, to, to pass on. And I would have probably said walleye like 10 years ago, but I have been so spoiled with that. Like the, the, the going up to that, the greatest walleye fishery in the world where you drop down and you got five dudes catching walleye at the same time. Wow. It doesn't, again, man, it doesn't feel like targeting them. And I should also clear, say like, I've never really been musky fishing. The only time I went musky fishing was one afternoon in Canada, and my buddies would all say that was the most fun per cast we've ever had. Like, 
just the, the hope of that, you know? Yeah. And, he, and when we go up to Canada, there's a dude that comes every year named Mike Zeismer, who is a, as far as I'm concerned, a world-class muskie fisherman. The dude has boated as many muskie. I've talked to a few guys who've had more on my, on my DNR fishing report podcast, but Zeismer is an amazing muskie fisherman. And I, there's, there's gotta be something to the fact that when a dude starts fishing for muskie, he never fishes for another fish. And, and mm. in, a, in a way, that's the same thing with trout. Um, oh, did we lose Brandy? No, I'm here. I'm I think my his bad. camera, his camera turned my off. Ca- my camera does that once in a while. Sorry. <laughs> there we go. That's We're good. All right. In a way, that's kind of the same thing with like trout, right? Like you will see dudes that once they start trout fishing, they're like, man, I'm never, I don't want to catch anything else ever. Mm. Uh, well, if if so, you're catching big trout, I would imagine. True. Yeah. Like, Iowa yeah. trout. I don't know about Iowa trout. <laughs> Maybe it's that's a, that's the thing because um i i got into ice fishing because of my brother-in-laws and everything uh out there in denver and fishing kits completely correct i got so spoiled like i don't even go for trout near here or anywhere because when I, i'm out there in denver i mean i'm catching you're, you're targeting like monster trout you're talking like huge i mean i i caught i think uh i think last ice season i caught my probably my big i caught a cut bow and I think it was close to about five pounds or so, five or six pounds. And it was like, it was huge. And then where we're fishing, because we're out all the way up in the mountains and everything, they take us. I mean, I'm so spoiled now. Because when I come here and see a Iowa, you know, stock trout, I mean, it's, you know what I mean? You know how it goes. Yeah. Once you get to that point, exactly. So we're definitely spoiled on that. But we've been. Um, we're lucky to be spoiled like that, Grandy. Seriously, we're lucky to have been spoiled with experiences like that. Yeah, and yeah. Um, I, I, you know, do do you like uh, locally? Do you fish? Do do you fish locally for specific um, like? Because okay, so fishing kit and I we target maybe like catfish. We've been catfishing a lot lately and wipers and stuff. Do you target any of those species locally, or do you just like to trap yeah. fish? Yeah, no, my brother uh, has, is a big river rat. He spends a lot of time river fishing. Uh, he lives down in Carlisle along the Des Moines. So mm. uh, that's one of another, I mean, I really like going down and hanging out with him along the river. And But again, that's it's pretty passive fishing, right? Yeah. What I'm doing down there, you're kind of throwing stuff out and having a few beers and, uh, and chopping it up with your brother and the, the nephews and boys are all around. And that's fun. I, I, I like that. I do fish a lot with my son, when, especially this year when the quarantine and we all kind of got locked inside. What are you going to do? <laughs> That's right. And I, I'm just I'm like, you guys, I'm not an indoor dude. Uh, we have kayaks. So we were, we were on the kayaks quite a bit. We even bought like a little inflatable boat and went fishing on the inflatable boat, which was fun. So we fished down at, um, uh, on the south side of Des Moines at the Fort Des Moines pond a bunch this year. I'd never fished there. You guys know what that is? Yeah, I, we definitely know. Um, I think it's like five yeah. minutes from my house. Actually. Yeah, it is. I was, I've I was, never oh, fished no, it. <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say that. It's like, yeah, you know, I it, it, like I would. You aren't missing much, right? You <laughs> There's a reason you haven't fished it, right? Uh, but it's fun. We caught a couple of nice bass out of there. Um, and again, so yeah, fishing kit, you wouldn't want like it at all. Never mind. Stay away. <laughs> Speaking of kayak fishing, I don't know if you're free this weekend, Ross. We're actually going to go up to Clear Lake this weekend. Uh, coming up right now to kayak fish Clear Lake. Dude, I heard you guys say that you were thinking about doing that. You, um, man, I, I'll have to check with the wife. My wife works <laughs> the boss. Me. The boss. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know the boss thing, but no, seriously, she uh, she works overnight. So if that, I think she works this weekend, okay. Saturday and Sunday night. So I'm probably out 
but uh, man, you keep me in mind about that. Now, I don't have a, I don't have a fishing kayak. I have a like kayak that I take fishing. Same thing with my son. Mm-hmm. And then we have this little, the inflatable boat. We've actually got a trolling motor on it. Nice. And that's actually what we've taken. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But you both have fishing kayaks. And right. that is something, one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about, because I almost did that this year. Like that was one of the things that I was so close to buying. And then we ended up going, did you just do it this year? Well, I, I, I originally started kayak fishing maybe about five years ago. And I actually introduced this guy into kayak fishing. And I sold it because I had multiple daughters. Because then I got four daughters now, by the way. So <laughs> congratulations! insane. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, I sold it. And then this year, fishing kit right here, he goes, you know what, dude? Just ask for forgiveness later. Just freaking yeah. buy it go and i did it <laughs> i pretty much did it i i i got the uh the eyebrow look when 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 it, <laughs> when it was dropped off to the house and yeah. but at the end of the day she knows it, it's like you say it's a passion of mine but yeah it's it's uh it's night and day if, if that's something you're going to get into this guy knows way more than me in regards to fishing you know kayak fishing and everything but um it's a great investment if, if you really are going to get into it I highly recommend getting a, a, a true fishing kayak and everything. And yeah. I mean, right, Kit? Pedal, I mean, pedal powered. If your main focus is fishing, uh, having pedals so you'd be hands-free, you know, that's the way to go if you ask me. Because, you know, because what do you fish with? Your hands, you know. I mean, you can get away with a paddle kayak and fish, you know, maybe troll or just anchor up. But if you want to cover water and fish at the same time, I think pedal pedal is the way to go. Yeah. I have a, I'm the manual man. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, did, I was there too, me, you know. That, that reminds me, fishing kid, of a joke that I heard fishing this, uh, at the, the last trip I was on. So uh, a, a wife came home and asked her husband, if you had to lose one arm or one leg, which would you choose? And he said, uh, I'd choose to lose a leg so I could keep fishing. Yeah, I heard She's that like, one. <laughs> He's I like, mean, you jerk, man. My, my coworker asked her husband, and he said he'd lose his legs so he could still hug his wife with both arms. And he said, <laughs> sounds like a dude who's never been fishing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's, um, that's true, though. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm sorry, but that is true, man. It's just, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And another thing with the fishing kayak is, you know, I would, I mean, some people try to go out there and get the cheapest kayak possible, but then end up upgrading later. The way I see it is you might as well save up for that kayak that you really want. So you take that money that you put into that cheap kayak towards that, you know, better kayak. And usually those more expensive kayaks generally come with a better seat. And a better seat is like the difference between fishing for two hours and like, oh, man, my back, my back's, you know, hurting. I got to get off the water, you know two three hundred more dollars might you might be fishing like six hours and be fine man i had the green light too boys i really did my wife for my birthday this year was like she really was she's like go find what you want we were looking at the have you guys seen like the the two pontoon system that it kind of looks like uh it's so it's two rat it's two pontoon rafts but then you have a fishing platform between the two and then there's a chair on it and you can row from it. You know what I mean? But you're on an elevated platform above two pontoons. 
Hmm. I thought about getting one of those. It looked like a pain in the ass. So I <laughs> it sounds like a pain in the ass, but sounds it sounds like it's getting too complicated. Yeah, that, that, that might be a little and, difficult yeah. for you to, to to pull onto a lake and, and all of a sudden because that sounds heavy. First yeah, of all. And, yeah, she even said like she's like I want something that you can go fishing by yourself, like you yeah. get something. And so I had the full green light to buy a fishing kayak if I wanted. Man, Ross, what is going on? I know, oh my dude, I, it was the summer that I was fishing with my son every day. So it was like, no, if I buy, I can buy this little inflatable boat for the same price, get a trolling motor. Get, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, and now my kid doesn't even appreciate it. So I could have had the fishing kayak. <laughs> it's all right. We have another Dang. year. You got another year now. It, it's, I, I got another birthday next year. Right? There you go. And it's time for you to, uh, you know, <laughs> reward yourself for, for pushing it off for a year in a sense. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um i actually i wanted to ask you because you brought that up uh the the, the podcast that you, you you do with jeff uh the dnr monthly it's really cool and this is um i you know i i, I listened to an, a couple episodes and i really started getting into it listening to you guys and i didn't even know it was around until i think it was about a month or two ago and i sent it to fishing kit and we're like holy crap man this is some great information um so how did you and Jeff uh, decide, you know, to, to do this and what, what's the podcast and everything about so everybody who's listening to this or watching this can, can jump on that, especially even central Iowa or, or Iowa in a sense. Uh, Cause it's yeah. so much, it's so much good information. It truly is. It is. I appreciate it, Randy. And man, it's uh, I, I've been incredibly blessed to get to meet Jeff and do that podcast with him because uh, I've learned a ton about fishing. I've learned, I thought I knew a lot about fishing in Iowa. I knew nothing. I still know nothing. And I learned every day, every month I'm with those dudes, Tyler Stubbs and Jeff Capasco are the two guys I do the, uh, the podcast with. It's just the Iowa Fishing Report podcast with the Iowa DNR. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even really have our own like podcast page or anything. We just kind of launch it through my Sports Fanatics podcast on, on KXNO. And then they send it out on their Iowa DNR uh, fishing newsletter. So if you get the fishing newsletter, you'll notice that there is a fishing report podcast link and you can always click that and listen. Um, Normally Jeff gets some sort of fisheries expert from around the country, around the world, or we try to, you know, we try to focus as much as we can on the Midwest and specifically Iowa and just talk about different things like what, you know, I felt like last week when I was listening to the Kevin Paul episode that you guys had, it, I, that was like listening to, one of the DNR podcasts, like the information is just flowing and flowing and yep. you're just sitting there in awe, like, man, this is awesome. I just want to keep, I almost have to listen to it again to yes. what did he say about where the, did he say the, the, the perch were, were spitting them out on the weed lines or, you know, there's all this stuff. <laughs> yes. It's so much stuff. And Jeff is so good at that. And uh, yeah, we've, uh, so we started it a long time ago about the man, four or five years ago, we started doing it. Wow. Seems like maybe three. Jeff and I happened to meet through Chris Williams, my co-host on KXNO. Chris and, and he are both big Iowa State fans. Poor guy. And so Chris <laughs> knew that I loved fishing. And he said, man, you got to meet this dude that, uh, that, that knows more about fishing than you do. And I'm like, yeah. And then I met him. I'm like, <laughs> oh my, this is amazing. So yeah, it's just awesome. Tyler Stubbs, uh, has an accent that makes you think that he grew up in Biloxi, Mississippi, <laughs> but but he actually grew up like in Fort Dodge, and he along with Jeff, I 
I mean, they are really neck and neck for the two smartest fishing guys I've ever met in my life. I have fished with both of them and I can tell you firsthand, they are legitimate expert anglers. Um, it's not just book stuff. These guys absolutely can fish their brains out, man. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm every month I look forward to sitting down with those guys and, and they can tell you where every fish is biting in the state of Iowa. It's amazing. Wow. Incredible. You're going to love talking to those dudes. All right. So right now, cause, cause I, I'm with you, Ross, cause I'm that guy. I learned from this guy. I learned from this podcast. I, I, I just love fishing. I'm not good at it. I'm just, I just love it. But like you just said, I absorb yeah. all the time with these guys. So we're, I'm excited now. We're, we're going to talk to Jeff. We're going to pick his brain in regards to the is, Iowa. Yeah. You're going to love him. He's amazing. Yeah. He's an Iowa state fan, but he's awesome. You know, nobody's perfect. I told you, I, I, I posted that, you know, nobody's always perfect. It's okay. It happens, man. Hey, I went, I went to Iowa state. I was that kid. I went to Iowa state and I'm still a Hawkeye fan through it all. You can ask all my friends. They can, they, they, they'll, they'll hate me on this, but they know it's true. I was that guy up at Iowa state going to school at Iowa state, always rooting for the Hawkeyes. I was born and raised a Hawkeye fan. So did you have a tiger Hawk in your room? (laughs) I did not. Not that. Oh, that was a little tacky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to. Make, I want to know who I was dealing with here. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know how east side you were. Oh wow. <laughs> uh, that's funny. I need to reload. Yeah. Actually, those are. Uh, you gonna go reload those... another beer? Yes. Yeah. I'll, All be, right. I'll be right back. I'll go be right back. One. Go reload, brother. Uh, we 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 just edit uh, whatever you know the stuff that we yeah. Get. But man, it was it's. Um, yeah, I've been a huge fan of yours because I knew about you. I actually I've been listening to you and Chris. Well, I actually listened to you and um Mr. Justice Travis in the morning when you were in the mornings with him. Um I followed you for a while there and we we started doing this because honestly, we love craft beer and we love fishing, and there's really no pot because we're we're we were just talking right before you got on. So we're gonna start doing a podcast while fishing pretty soon. So, because yep. we, we did one episode, we actually were catfishing, didn't go so well because we didn't catch shit. <laughs> so, but we were just, we did the podcast. I don't think there's a podcast in America or in the US where they actually caught fish yet during the podcast. That's, that's our main goal right now. So our main uh... goal is to do a podcast. I, okay, Kit, you might have to cut this out in case somebody hears this and goes and does it before yeah. we do it. But our goal is literally to, uh, well, we have three goals. One goal is to catch a fish while we do a podcast. Second okay. goal is to hopefully do a podcast with Natty up north. I don't know if you know her or anything. Yeah. She's a huge YouTube star. That's, that's our second goal. Third goal is to hopefully one day get sponsored by a beer, <laughs> like a brewery. That's, that, that's our third goal. That's, that, that's all our goals. So uh, while doing this, I mean, I, I, I do this, you know, honestly, me and Kit, we just started doing this and we just love it. It's fun to us. And yeah, we it's people. fun. Yeah, yeah. Giving them love. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely reach out to him because um, I'm a big uh, Bruno guy, anyways. So I used to love to me him. some dude, love yeah. me some Bruno. I got, I got, you know what? I, I don't know if you ever get a chance to see him again, but tell him I would love to have because we haven't had a beer guy yet. We're called beer fish fanatics. We haven't had a true beer concierge beer guy. We're so Bruno's gone to Canada with me the last two years I've gone. Oh shit! Oh then. He had never, dude. He, he, yeah, he, he can't talk fishing with you for shit. He, uh, <laughs> he, when we were driving up there to Canada, he's like, "Man, I have a fishing pole, and I used it one time, 
and it was to get uh, a rake off my neighbor's roof. Wow. <laughs> His neighbor's son had like thrown a rake on the roof oh, and Bruno went and like fished it off of the, the dude's roof. Yeah. So, so again, like when we went up to Canada, they wouldn't necessarily let Bruno and his dad go out on their own boat because they didn't know what, the, what they were doing. <laughs> but they were in a guide boat the whole time. And then like me and my friends would follow him. And I was with Bruno. I was 20 feet behind him when he latched onto like a 40 inch pike uh-huh. and hauled it in. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So I listen to Beer with Bruno. So uh, we keep this in just FYI, everybody. Beer with Bruno on Thursdays. I think they do it on uh, Kicks, I know, in the morning. So oh. hold on here, boys. Hold on. Uh oh. Uh oh. I think the, the boss is in charge now. So boss is talking to uh, Ross <laughs> yeah. Peterson. So you, you can keep this guy going if you want. Fishing kit on that. But the means but, is real. It's really happened. This is real life. Say, yeah, we, this we, is real life. We, we normally <laughs> keep some some stuff like this around FYI, Ross, because it's That's just. Right. Yeah, we love yeah, it. I, you, I, yeah, if as long as uh, as long as you didn't hear what the do- what the wife said, you keep no. that around. That's fine. No, well, I, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Yeah, I just heard. <laughs> well, a like, <laughs> well, but here's what's going on. If she has a friend. She got to go do a welfare check on her friend, so Uh-oh. she's worried about. Yeah, yeah. She's worried about her friend. So talk about real life. Yeah, that's real life. Yeah, right, hopefully right. her friend's doing okay. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Right. I told her to text me. This ain't the first time. She's gonna be fine. <laughs> what'd you hey what'd you get kit what are you drinking now oh yeah i got uh, you, can, you can't go grab a refill and then not tell us what the hell you're drinking guy <laughs> speaking of my favorite beer oh damn there you go the pseudo sue oh. <laughs> it's a pale ale for those that don't know yeah it's kind of it's kind of hoppy not as hoppy as a regular uh ipa but it's got like some fruity stuff going on there but i wouldn't call it like a fruity beer no, I wouldn't call it fruity. I would, I, I would say you guys are drinking, man. Maybe I'm overstating this. I was gonna say I think you're drinking the two most popular IPAs out of Iowa. I agree. Um, may, but I would have to say may, maybe specify it more to be like the two most popular in Des Moines. Yes. Mm. Yes, I agree. Right. Pseudo Sioux. I, I don't know anybody that is into craft beer that hasn't had a pseudo Sioux and didn't at one point love it, and it wasn't like one of their favorite beers. It's a it's an amazing beer, man. Everything Topland Goliath does is fantastic, yeah. man. Um, that's what I did tell Grandy, man, when we were talking about what beer to drink tonight. I've got a uh, uh, a morning latte downstairs. Yeah. Have you guys had morning latte? Is one of my favorite beers of all time. It's an espresso stout that uh, TG did. It's fantastic. No, uh, I haven't just, had it. So I'm going to try that now because no, after you, you after you messaged me on that, I'm like, I, I've never had it, so I'm, I'm going to have to. I, googled it i'm gonna look it up i'm gonna to have to at least try it this one man you can get like four packs of it at like you know fairway and high v and stuff like that so nice ain't too difficult to get all right ross uh i guess we get back to fishing so you've caught all these cool fish so what's one bucket list fish that you haven't caught yet um i've never been deep sea fishing at all and oh. uh so i mean there's so many that would be on that list right that so i i almost feel like that's a whole different category right mm-hmm. is that fair that like i can't say like a grouper or something like that right that would, <laughs> that'd, be, you, that'd be awesome that would have... be a, a, a goliath grouper i every time i see the videos of those fish man i just think that'd be amazing now fishing kit you might see it as just a great big bass right because that's all that thing is. Actually, i can respect the grouper because <laughs> <laughs> it's a car you're catching a car guys right <laughs> yeah right so um 
a, a great big sturgeon would be, you know, like one of those fish that fight for hours. Uh, I, had, I had buddies several years ago that were in Bidet when I was fishing on the island that hooked up with like a 62 inch sturgeon and they fought it for like two hours. Wow. That's I mean, at that point, well, that's insane. At that point, you're passing the pole and you're, you're wearing out five grown men. I, I want that. Like, that, I love that fight that happens when your buddy hooks up with something big, you know, and like my son, we were talking about earlier, when somebody in the boat hooks up with a big fish and you hear that rod squeal, <laughs> oh, there's no, there's few adrenalines in life like that moment of like, oh man, we've got a big one on the line here and everybody reel in because none of us matter now. It's only this guy and this fish. So hooking up with a great big surgeon would be one. Mm. Um, man, let's think of like bucket list though. Grouper. Grouper's a bucket list because it's not around anywhere here. Right? Yeah, yeah, right. But Definitely. I'm trying to think of like, I was trying to think of something that is actually feasible, you know, from a kayak in Iowa. Right? Oh, yeah. do you, oh. Or do you, like, fish so you, you get, what's your, what's your answer to that? I'd say, let's, let's do both. Like one, like, you know, regardless of money, time, location, you know, whatever fish that is. And then uh, for, for the second one, we do like something that's more, like let's say you can plan it two weeks from now, like just drive six hours and go catch whatever fish. Cause like for me, um, there's a ocean striped bass in Alabama, and that's a six and a half drive, six and a half hour drive. So hmm. you know, I could make that trip next weekend, just spend a weekend down there, catch an ocean striped bass, and like, hey, that's another fish off my list. That's a great pick, man. That's a great one. We had a guy on our podcast, the the, the DNR podcast, uh, a couple years ago that was like an expert in that. We had a guy last year that had set these really cool life goals for himself, and it was amazing. He had, he'd accomplished all of them. So like when he was 49 years old, he decided that before his 50th birthday, he was going to catch 50 different types of fish, and he did it. Wow. Then, he, then the next year he decided he was going to catch a fish in all 50 states and he did it. Ooh. And then it was like, it was crazy, I man. He did it in like 50 different bodies of water and he did it with 50 different lures and then he did it with 50 different people. That's insane. Uh, Holy <laughs> cow. That's great. So, man, I'm trying to think of one that he, trying to think of one that he pulled in. Um, you know, you guys got me thinking last week. Uh, and, and I, and I think it was you fishing kit with, uh, with Kevin that was talking about those, was it the white bass that just fight like crazy? Oh, yep. Yep. They do. Man, listen, I've never, I've, I've never caught a white bass. What? Never what? caught a bass, man. Swear to God. Hybrid. Nope. Okay. Wiper or white bass? White oh. bass. Well, so, so that's what you guys were talking about were white bass, right? That fight like crazy. Or was it the, was it the wipers? It's wipers. Oh, white. Oh. Both. wipers just get bigger than white bass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what i was thinking now i think i've caught wipers when we've been uh uh you know fishing below the dam yes yes i'm pretty sure yeah but when you guys were talking about white bass saying they were smaller and they fight like crazy see yeah. i like catching trout because they fight like crazy but that's again i'm not a bucket list fish but that's one that i was listening to that going man i know i've missed out on that you, you got to get on a white because I was like really well known for white bass. Like Kapaska beats me up every year around this time because they start to run. Yeah, and he's like, "Dude, we got to get on the white bass." And it's always like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna do that." Yeah, yeah, and the line stay dry. And the line stay dry. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, just, I think 
Yeah. Uh, I caught two. I, I was actually fishing before this podcast, <laughs> of course, and I actually caught like two one one and a half pounders. So they're fun. We're we're uh, we'll we'll talk later about where that was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I like that. Dang, Rosh, you just went up a point with that remark, man. This guy's smart. Yeah. Love it, man. Grandy, do you have, have you, I mean, you guys have always obviously thought about this a lot more. What am I, because I think that uh, going down, like going down to Alabama, that's a good pick, fishing kit. Maybe oh, like. Actually, I meant um, Arkansas, not Alabama. Oh, Arkansas yeah, yeah, Arkansas yeah. is a little closer, yeah. I think I mean, you did I think say I said, I said Alabama, so that was my fault. I would. Okay. I mean, I still, you know, till this day, because people looked at me like Kevin looked at me. I'm crazy. I haven't caught a muskie yet. I, I'm. That's still my bucket list because I have never caught a muskie. I mean, I then again, I've never really targeted either, so I can't say yeah. that I never caught something I'd never really truly targeted. But um, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, this weekend if we go up there, I mean, we're going up to Clear Lake, and Kevin said they have tons of muskies. I'm not going to lie. I'm, if I get like, you know a couple hours, I'm definitely going to at least try and, and catch this uh, elusive 10,000 casts, you know? Perfect. Dude, and uh, I loved the, the story that Kevin was telling. It was great about the kid that, you know, was fishing and saw one and then all of a sudden had his lure out of the water. That's one of the things that they told us about when we went to go fish that one afternoon. Um, the guy that had us out, he said, uh, he's like, now, rule number one is safety. Cause you're throwing these, you know, you're throwing these lures that are seven, eight, throwing these, throwing these lures that are seven, nine inches long with these great big yeah. treble hooks on them. Safety is the number one thing. Make sure that you don't hook somebody as you're coming back or, you know, mm. he's like, now rule number two, a fish is going to come up. It's going to be the biggest fish you've ever seen. Don't crap your pants. <laughs> Freaking so there you go. Rule number one, safety. Okay. Rule number two, don't crap your pants. Don't crap your pants when you see a big muskie that's chasing your lure near the boat, right? So that's my you you just hit it, Grandy. That's it. And I should have I should have come up with that, man. It would be a muskie. <laughs> like that's my my bucket list fish for around here. And I know Kevin kind of said it last week too, man. I've been with those dudes at the DNR when they've done shocking. Mm-hmm. You would not believe the size of the walleye muskie in northern in like Big Creek. You know, oh, yeah, I think we see it right. Kate, I heard I big think... He's got some big fish, yeah. yeah, yeah, some monsters in there, man. But every you know, they've got such the DNR's done such a good job of stocking that stuff, and it's such a good natural habitat for them that you just don't have much of a shot of getting in there with anything artificial and 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 making an impact with them, you know what I mean? So, yeah, no, great shout out to um, I think Iowa DNR is one of the best DNR's um, out there, honestly, not not to knock anybody else down but i think they definitely do a good job in regards to stocking and maintaining a good fish population in all all of our waters i think they they do a really damn good job because all when we travel or when i travel to other states and stuff i hear how it's really well think of it this way all the surrounding states people come to iowa to fish there you go they do they do they do if you really look at guys from minnesota come down to Iowa to fish in the land of 10,000 lakes. So it, it really goes to show you how great of a fishery we have in Iowa. It, Kevin hit it on the head last week when he was kind of talking about this too, about all of these other places. Like I, I go to North Dakota to fish. I've been to South Dakota to fish. I've been to Wisconsin to fish, but those are almost all exclusively um, naturally reproducing bodies of water. 
that the DNR doesn't have to be investing. The DNR does not, they, they're invested in the water quality and the, and the species count and all that of those, of those lakes. Mm-hmm. But it's so naturally reproducing that it's nothing is alarming to them. Nothing ends up being c- catastrophic. Here in Iowa, things are on a balance. Mm-hmm. And these guys do a great job of making sure that we've got a ton of little urban fisheries. Like that's one of Tyler Stubbs, the guy that's on my uh, fishing podcast with me. That's like his specialty is make sure that when you and your kid want to go catch a bluegill somewhere, there's a place for you to do that. And there's going to be a healthy bluegill population. And it's not going to be impossible for you to put a worm on a hook and throw it under a bobber and catch something. Mm-hmm. And then that just sparks that interest. Like we've all had happen to us. You know what I mean? It's that first fish. You didn't catch a monster that first time, right? You, <laughs> yep. you caught a little bluegill and you were amazed by that little bluegill. And then you caught 50 crappie and you were like, holy cow. <laughs> then most of us catch a large mouth and get excited, but there's fish in the <laughs> Hey, trust like me, trust me, Ross. I, I, you know, I try to get. He goes, okay, next year or next year. Okay, I, I'm really gonna start targeting him <laughs> next year. But you know, it, it is what it is. And he, this guy catches some amazing wipers. So I mean, I, I, I follow him. I, I learn from him. But uh, to catch some of the the wipers that he, you know, that I see he catches, I'd be like, man, now I know why. Because once you catch, this is the thing. Once you catch a wiper, a five pound wiper. Telling you guys, it has nothing. So fun, so yeah, fun. It, it, it destroys a five-pound largemouth. I'm sorry. If anybody awesome. wants to argue that, they can argue me all day long. <laughs> five-pound wiper will destroy a five-pound uh, largemouth, catching-wise. I mean, the fight and everything—it's unbelievable. Fishing kit, you better expect a, uh, a a fishing buddy on your hip here in the next couple of weeks, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you do yeah. you ice fish at all? Yeah, I have been ice fishing a couple times. Uh, okay. I I enjoy it. I've never. Um, uh, I, I know last week when you guys were when you guys were talking about kind of double banging holes, that seemed like a little bit too much private information <laughs> for me. But uh, I've I've been in some fishing cabins with guys. We never did that. Uh, we <laughs> I enjoy ice fishing, man. But it is the, you guys would be fun to ice fish with because if you can sit and bullshit with somebody and drink beer with them and talk about a thousand different things, ice fishing is fun. I've been ice fishing for a forty-eight hour ice fish on Malax. Mm-hmm. with eight dudes and we had two different ice castles we probably had 20 lines in the water and we did not get a single bite Uh-oh. so Dang. but we had fun you know what i mean we yeah. drank a lot of beer we played a lot of games <laughs> we had a lot of fun but it's not the same like it's just unless you're going to go out like going with the thing like kevin was talking about and doing the kevin kevin ball guide service he's going to make sure you're catching fish. He's going to move you around the lake and get you on some spots going up to Ballard's resort and getting on Lake of the woods and going through like a guided place. They're going to make sure you're on the fish. If you and your buddies want to get out there and spend the day drilling and moving and drilling and moving and drilling and moving, that'd be a fun day, but man, it's just not as it's, it's, it's a different experience than getting out with your buddies, even shore fishing with your friends. It's a totally different experience, man, because, um, you know, it's that old adage, you are hunting through the chimney. Like you're, yeah. you're, yeah. you're looking in one spot and you're hoping that that fish comes by that one spot in one direction or another, and that you are able to bang it when you get it. So it's, it's different. It's fun. If you're with the right couple and the, with the right company, it's fantastic. Uh, and I've been lucky enough to never have a bad ice fishing experience, even without catching fish. There you go. 
can't can't ask for anything more than that. But we'll we'll take you out this year. You get an opportunity, I'll, I'll hit you up. Uh, we'll take you out locally, so you don't have to go too far, and uh, we'll see even get you on uh, uh, some big some big fish Ooh. through the ice this year. Catfish through the ice. See, catfish. Ooh. See, I haven't caught one yet through the ice. See, so this is this is my goal this year through the ice is catfishing. So he, this guy, if you go check out Fishing Kids YouTube channel or this channel that this is going to be on, you'll see some of the catfish that he caught last year through the ice. And I'm not going to lie, I was super damn jealous. I'm going to go check it out, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I I might know a spot. I did really good a few times <laughs> at this spot. So and uh, like they're they're big too, like yeah. twenty plus inches. I think my biggest one, my biggest catfish this year in Iowa was through the ice. 20, 29 inches. That's a monster, man. Yeah. Off 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 a what 30 inch pole? Just imagine yeah, that. Like you a know 30 inch rod, four, four to six pound test. Mm. Oh, it's, it's so <laughs> yes, fun. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I I can't like bluegills, like bluegills through the ice, sure. Yeah, if you want to catch stuff, but once you once you started hooking big fish through the ice, like catfish and wipers i started getting into wipers through the ice and like i can just fish for those two fish or even just one of those like catfish all winter long or wipers all winter long i'd, I'd be set i that you know i would just st- i'd die happy right there <laughs> <laughs> there you go there you go uh holy crap man we can we, we've kept uh ross here way past the the hour mark sorry man i, I know you're you're busy so um hey i when i know i knew if i was like man if we go if we end up with one of these 30 minute episodes i'm gonna be disappointed i want to i want to hour long nah never 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 not with us at least but uh you got anything else for ross kit i mean i mean before uh we we'll let this gentleman at least get back because he, he's got to do some research for sports you know he's got to do his job a little bit yankees, yankees lost my research is over drink the night away <laughs> i guess you just you know talk about your podcast you know how how people can you know where to find it you know other ways to contact you things like yeah. that I'm uh, so the, the easiest way for the podcast is either for through the KXNO Sports Fanatics. That's my daily sports talk show that I do. Um, and we post that there once a month. And then uh, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you should be subscribing to the DNR's monthly fishing newsletter. Um, it's an awesome resource of where guys are catching fish. I mean, very specific stuff. How far off the shoreline, what depths of water, what they're using. Um, and so it makes it fun. If you want to take people fishing and get them hooked on fishing, you want them to catch fish. And, uh, sometimes that's difficult for schmucks like me. Like it's tough <laughs> to go out and catch fish. It's nice to have a little bit of a cheat and have somebody that tells you, Hey man, this spot this way. And that's exactly what the newsletter and the podcast are kind of designed to do. Um, and also just kind of inform you about all of the different biology that's happening in the waters around you, why the fish are reacting the way they are. You know, the, as you guys know, man, weather is very important. Weather patterns are very important. Um, and knowing if you're going to start looking for big fish, knowing really weird things like moon phases and stuff like that, all of it is just little ingredients into the into the soup that help it help you out when you're going out to do stuff. So um, that's all things that we kind of talk about on the podcast are just these little tiny tricks and things that you will want to know. I mean, to the, as simple as, Hey, we're going to be stocking trout at this particular pond at this particular time, show up and you're going to catch trout Two, 
we've been hearing that people out on the river are starting to, to, to you know, the, the white bass are starting to run in these places. The crappie are really big in this pond. So it's, um, it's fun and it's, uh, it's very informative. And that's, uh, uh, you can find that either on my podcast page or through the DNR. You can hook up with me on Twitter. I'm Ross Peterson with an underscore at the end. I usually accept most Facebook requests. I'm looking though, man. Fishing kids got me. I got to get on Instagram, don't I, man? Everybody. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, I, I keep looking. I yeah. keep trying to look you up on Instagram. I'm like, like, where is Ross's Instagram? He's, he's Dude, a I'm Twitter so guy. Sorry. He's a Twitter guy. I, 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 I get it. And I, I don't even like doing that, Grandy. I don't even like it, man. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. We're we're from the same same boat. I, I'm I'm with you 100. Not a huge social media guy, but this stupid you know society nowadays we got it's the, it's the world we live in man no world, doubt about it so anyway and i will keep you guys up to date like uh um when i have fishing trips that come up that i'm either hosting or whatever uh I, and if you guys want to help me out with sponsor with uh with uh advertising those things and letting your listeners know about it i'd really appreciate it i want to be letting everybody know that uh, i was on with you guys this is a lot of fun you guys keep this up man this is this is going places 100 ross was fun <laughs> it was super super fun and, and i'm excited to talk to jeff you know i appreciate uh what you guys do because uh for for the fishing community um and also the beer community I me mean, a lot of people don't even realize kxno i mean you guys do amazing things for local businesses local breweries and then to come to do a podcast with the DNR and everything, you know, I, I appreciate that, you know, shit like that to me, um, it's priceless. And I, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I'm all about, uh, well, I got my pop fishing, you know, I, I'm all about supporting the, the small businesses and locally. So I, I appreciate everything you guys do. So definitely everybody got to check that out. Ross is right. Sign up. Cause the, I think weekly on Thursdays, uh, DNR sends out a, uh, where is it hot? What what's biting? Where are they located? He's not kidding you guys. If you guys want to catch fish, at least have a little bit of an edge. You guys should definitely sign up for that. The newsletter from the Iowa DNR. Um, obviously we sign up, I sign up. So I don't catch as much as I'm not as, good as some people but i need to that, sign man. up i ain't gonna lie i ain't, ain't gonna lie i gotta sign up but i did listen i like i listened to your podcast like through i think like june was it the the spoon bills down in oklahoma electric yeah. fishing the musky fishing like oh man this yeah. is like it's like just so much like there's so much info out there it, that, it, that it, you guys dude, are putting I'm, out on the podcast yeah I went with those dudes when they went shocking a few years ago up in Big Creek. It was unbelievable. I was blown man. away that there were fish like that in Central Iowa, man. So, yeah. Yeah, so great stuff, guys. Thanks so much, yeah. man. I really appreciate this. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. And then, like I said, sign up for the the, the Iowa DNR newsletter. Check out the the podcast uh, with Ross and Jeff and Tyler. Uh, great information. So, um, other than that, have a great one, guys. See you guys.